Hey all, and welcome to another episode of A Little Bit Unfiltered, a little bit of production. We're so glad you're back. I'm Sarah. And I'm Molly. And we're both your hosts and the co-founders of Little Bit Of, the Inclusive Lifestyle Collective. On this podcast, we take an unfiltered look into what happiness and success means for entrepreneurs, influencers, and changemakers, including ourselves. No Photoshop, Facetune, or filters here. Welcome back to A Little Bit Unfiltered. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. We're so excited you decided to join us for season one, part two, I think it is. Um, (laughs) We definitely had so much fun recording the first half of this season and have loved all of the positive feedback that you have been giving us and all of the love on social media. We are far exceeding our goals for our first week of the podcast, um, which is very, very exciting. Um, I have been waking Molly up with update texts every morning, um, (laughs) being like, we're at this number of listens. Um, So thank you all, truly. Um, It has been a great start, and we have a lot more in store for you today and for this half of the season. Um, And today's episode is going to be all about our favorite parts of 2020 and things that have happened and our predictions I guess um sort of ish ish predictions ish for 2021 um which will be definitely a light-hearted episode but we think we would be remiss if we didn't address some of the more um not so great things that have been going on in the U.S. this past week um I'm sure, um, unless you've been living under a rock. Um, Wednesday was definitely um, a dark day in our history, and um, Molly and I texted a lot that day. And um, We were actually considering recording that day yes. and had to just not. Yep. Um, yeah, it's definitely a really, really tough day, really st- hard still thinking about, um, thinking about what's coming probably in the next few weeks is very scary. Yeah. Um, especially with Sarah moving back to D.C., very um, scary. So definitely really hit us hard. If it hit you hard as well, we're here. Our DMs are already always open. Mm-hmm. So um, just, you know, shoot us a DM and know that other people are also really feeling it, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I was actually just talking to my parents this morning about when I should move back to D.C. um, because I'm still in Vermont, luckily. Um, But that was definitely it was very weird. Um, I was working on Wednesday and I was following along with some of the um, electoral college vote stuff and I had the news on and suddenly everything just turned sideways and I still had to get on a work call that afternoon which is just very surreal Um, and all of my coworkers are in DC um, so I think it was one layer of having um, having to watch it live on TV and knowing that's sort of like the capital of our country and um but also, but also your home. Yeah, it, like, it was terrifying um, because I live a couple blocks from the Capitol. So it was watching sort of some of the most sacred buildings in our country, but also um, seeing my home uh, being treated like that, I guess, for lack of a better term. And um, I live close to the Capitol. I have friends that live closer than I do. Um, it just was a very weird and scary day, frankly. Um, if you need to unpack anything with us, um, there were definitely a lot of disturbing um, racist and anti-Semitic um, 
events, languages, actions that day. Images. It's very hard to like continue to see it. Um, even a lot of the images like that I've seen are from before and like after, and it's just very hard knowing that that language mm-hmm. and ideas still exist in our country. Yep. Things you thought were almost a century old um, that are coming back up. That's why, like, I've been very wary of what I've been sharing on social media because I am aware that um, sharing a lot of those images can be very damaging to people's mental health, whether... um, I know I had a lot of friends who were at the Black Lives Matter protests over the summer and were struggling personally with um, that and seen... um, frankly, a very different treatment of, I don't want to say protesters because that's not what they were, um, but just there were a lot of different layers. And so um, I've been very um, aware of what I've been resharing, but um, we are both very aware. The fact that we um, might not be resharing a lot doesn't mean that we aren't paying attention. We're just very cautious of how um, these images and this um, hate affects people. We need to like take a deep breath and recenter. Um, because that's definitely um, throws a lot up in the air um, for a lot of people. And yeah, I have no idea when I'm going back to D.C. um, for my own personal safety. But yeah, it's definitely not a fun time to be an American. Yeah, it's definitely a really rough week. And yeah, I mean, I um, agree with you on the sentiment of it just being very different treatment and that's just very hard to see um especially when so many blm protesters are just really putting their hearts on the line and um going out there to really fight for something that means so much to people and really affects lives and it's very very like scary stuff and then you know something that is just so selfish and like wrong receiving different treatment is just very very hard to watch especially during a time where we want to be celebrating like it should be exciting um and it's just not (laughs) it definitely was not what I think a lot of us were expecting a couple weeks heading into inauguration um so yeah and I mean I was prepared for the challenging of the votes and having to wait through hours of discussion but I don't think any of us were prepared for to be stuck on Arizona for pretty much the whole day (laughs) I don't think we were all thinking we're gonna be in Arizona for eight hours (laughs) like yeah and it was just so scary because I have so many friends who are in the media and work on the hill and um it was very hard to get work done that day um and since and I think Mm -hmm. we are recognizing that with all of the um, podcast information that we're putting out there in promotion so we are really trying to make this a space that's light it's unfiltered like we advertise Um, so we're definitely going to talk about things that are going on in the world but we also want to make this a space where if you want to turn off the news and turn off social media and turn on our podcast we are very honored that you chose us and we hope that this episode and ones to come will be a nice little reprieve from all of the scariness and madness going on outside. Yeah, we're all about having, I think, a healthy balance. Um, Definitely, you can't be 100% um, 
just positive and airy all the time, you have to address the very real issues. But also we do want to be, um, to sometimes just put it away for a few minutes and try and just like relax for our mental health and as you guys should too. Wednesday night, um, I kind of had news fatigue at about 8 p.m. and I turned to my parents and I said, I've hit my limit. Let's watch a baking show. And so we watched a baking show for two hours. (laughs) And that's what I needed in that moment. So let's hope this is a good equivalent for you to sort of be able to. If this is your baking show, then we're happy to be it. We don't, (laughs) we don't bake, but. I actually do. I will say I. I, We, I I bake, but not on the podcast. (laughs) Oh yeah. We, oh, that would be a cute episode. I made these amazing like cinnamon crescent rolls and my mom and I made this, um, it was almost like an apple cinnamon raisin filling for them and I made those this morning and I'm about to cement myself to a baking show I would fall flat on my face but I think it would be a good time that sounds really good. Yeah. And my first thought was honestly that Adam would hate them because he <laughs> hates raisins, like, with a passion. He won't eat anything with raisins. That is Like, so he won't funny. even pick raisins out of food. He just won't eat it. He just won't eat it. It's That's been tarnished hilarious. by raisins. And I don't know. I just, like, my immediately thought, my immediate thought when you said raisins was, oh, God, Adam would hate them. <laughs> That's great. So yeah, let's jump into some more positive, happy um, 2020 favorites. Yes. Um, as tough as a year as 2020 was, um, of course, there is always a silver lining and um, positive things that come out of anything. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think we're just going to run you through some of our favorites, um, things that have come up that sort of our little pockets of joy from 2020, things that sort of kept us going. So we'll be talking about our favorite activist Instagram accounts, our favorite candle scents. <laughs> We're really running the gamut here. So if there's anything that um, you might pick up on, people you might want to follow, or if you're just along for the ride with us, we're happy to have you here. And then we'll talk about things that we're looking forward to, trends that might be coming up that we're uh, excited to try. So I think, yeah, that's a good way to think of the predictions. As we've seen over the past couple of weeks, you can't predict 2021. <laughs> so we're You just can't gonna... predict anything, really. Not at all. Yeah, let's let's jump right in. Molly, do you want to start with the first one? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so we wanted to start with our favorite movie. Um, so I personally didn't watch very many movies in 2020. Um, just trying to think back, I really truly can't think of anything but the fact that I went through all the Harry Potter movies. I like marathoned them like a month ago. And that was really, really fun. And so I definitely recommend if you're bored at all, you know, marathon the Harry Potter movies. They're pretty good. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, I got um, a Switch for Christmas and I got the Lego Harry Potter games and Adam did too. Adam has it too, yeah. (laughs) And as I'm playing it, I'm like, now I really want to go back and watch the movies. Now I sort of see what everybody's talking about. It's a good little nostalgia. So (laughs) my favorite movies, as you'll hear throughout this episode, I can't choose one. I can't choose one favorite of anything. Um, So I picked three ones that I really enjoyed. Um... I watched Just Mercy in July, I think, with my family when it was released like straight to um, like HBO or whatever it was. Um, Very impactful. Um, Yeah. And 
along the same lines, I finally got around to watching Bombshell, which is about um, Fox News and Roger Ailes and the accusations against Roger Ailes and his downfall, which was very, very well done. And American Son with Carrie Washington. I always love Carrie. Um, but it was originally a play that she starred in on Broadway and it was adapted to a movie format and that was released earlier in 2020. And um, very, yeah, again, those are like three very like heavy movies, but I would totally recommend because I watched a lot of lighthearted stuff, but I think those were ones that really grounded me to reality. And I like ones that sort of talk about history and um relevant topics. I think those were the ones that really stuck with me this year. But on a lighter note, (laughs) um, I think we should do favorite TV shows because I think like the rest of the world, we probably watched a bunch um, in quarantine. Personally, um, I watched Schitt's Creek with my family and I've watched it again and it is probably going to be my favorite show of all time. Um, I loved that one. Um, Dear White People is also on Netflix. Incredible incredible acting, incredible storylines, just everything. Um, And then this is kind of a cheat because it was at the end of 2020, but Bridgerton, incredible. (laughs) Um, That's all I have to say. I've been trying not to rewatch it since I watched it right before New Year's and I'm failing terribly. I'm on the Bridgerton side of TikTok. It's a lovely place to be, Um, but those were definitely my highlights TV wise. So As Sarah said, many people watched a lot of TV in 2020. I'm not many people. I still can't get over this. I don't know what it is because I do feel like I watch a lot of TV. And I do. But I only watch... I have shows that I watch. And that's all I watch. Like, I don't often just start new shows. Um... Uh, yeah, I just watch the seasons of the shows I already watch. So I, of course, watch always watch Grey's Anatomy. Yes. Like, hands down. I would always watch Survivor. There's a really good season of Survivor this past year. Winners at War. Very good. Um, there's nowhere you can watch it, though, so... <laughs> good. <laughs> should have watched it live. <laughs> um, you might be able to watch it on CBS, but I think you have to pay for it. Okay. So those two I always watch. Yeah, that's, like, it. <laughs> oh, The Bachelor. Like, I always watch, like, The Bachelor oh, yes. and The Bachelorette. <laughs> and I hate every minute of it, but I still watch it, you know? I love to hate it. It's a true guilty like pleasure. Like everybody else. Yeah, it's just always the same thing i tried watching love island watched it for like four episodes then gave up and sarah just told me the synopsis of the rest of the season you know which characters i was in love with um yeah it's how it usually goes i never finished that series ever yeah oh and i watched big brother but then like the one true like television series I watched and loved and can't wait for season two was Outer Banks. I mean, literally, who's with me? (laughs) So good. Um, I love a good, like, murder, mystery, like, fun. I don't know. Just, it was such a good show. If you haven't seen it yet, it's on Netflix. You need to watch it. I feel like that was... My heart. Peak quarantine like that was like the good old days of quarantine where everybody was like tearing through all american outer banks and i forget what oh and like tiger king like it was that period of quarantine Mm -hmm. like the good times like the times when we were like oh okay we're gonna do this for like a month month. (laughs) and then and then we'll be like back to normal just in time for summer to like have a good time Mm -hmm. and now we've reached the point of quarantine like in the summer when we were like oh we're doing this just kidding for a long time yeah 
like oh man but that was the good old days good old yeah. days back when i still thought i was gonna be graduating in person good old days well, yeah. <laughs> i like thought of it i was like at first i was like bummed because obviously i wasn't able to work or anything but then i was like you know what like it's gonna be nice like this is never gonna happen again like i'm just gonna have like two three weeks off to just like relax and we were like launching a little bit of at the time and i was like i this extra time is so nice and then it wasn't (laughs) just very not nice (laughs) so yeah you know We also, in addition to watching, well, I watched a lot, but we also were listening to a lot and had some favorite podcasts that came up in 2020. Molly, what was your favorite podcast? My favorite podcast was the What We Said podcast with JC and Chelsea. JC's like my spirit animal. Want to be her when I grow up, like for real. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I like didn't, I honestly didn't listen to a lot of podcasts until 2020. Mm -hmm. And then as we started talking about starting our own podcast, is when I really started listening to them. And that one I just like latched onto so fast and like binged what, binge listened to all of their episodes, (laughs) like all the way back to the first one. I love that. Like, not kidding. So, I love a good podcast marathon. It's yeah. so good. And, like, the best part is a lot of their podcasts, they do have little bits that are time-sensitive. Mm-hmm. So, like, they are be talking about, like, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. And I'm like, oh, okay, I, like, remember when that happened. But, obviously, that was, like, a year ago. Mm-hmm. So, but a lot of their podcasts are just very relevant all the time. Well, timeless. I love that. Yeah, I love those which kinds is of nice. pod- podcasts. My favorite for 2020 has always been my favorite. Um, it's called the Scrubbing In with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad podcast. Becca Tilly was on Chris Soule's season of The Bachelor and Ben Higgins' season of The Bachelor. So she originally started the podcast and then Tanya's her friend who works with Ryan Seacrest and um, I started listening to that I think like my freshman year of college and back when I was working here over the summer during college and I would listen to it at my desk and it got me through I did like a podcast marathon I went all the way back to the beginning (laughs) and it's just like a good sort of like turn your brain off just like laugh out loud podcast um and that's where I get a lot of inspiration for ours um I also love the daily um by the New York Times I when I was trying to be in my productive part of quarantine where I was like I want to wake up and I'm going to be productive didn't last long but I would try to wake up with that podcast just to sort of get my brain going especially um when I was still interning at a strategic firm in DC and I had to sort of keep up with current events I think they just distill it down into good 20 minute segments which I love yeah that um I used to have to listen to the daily every day in college (laughs) um you know journalism school is no joke such a good podcast and I remember not even being that mad about it we got like daily quizzes on what was talked about so we had to listen every single day but the soothing like voice yeah like voices was just so nice Michael like, Babara, it was, I, just I think like, is his name yeah he yeah I couldn't remember but his voice is just so soothing yeah I've heard people who love it and hate it it like depends on who I ask it's so interesting but 
It's definitely, yeah, I had those. I, we never had quizzes in school, but you always had to watch like the news broadcast, like the nightly news the day before and come to class with a story to talk about and like to deconstruct it. And so I would listen to the NBC nightly news podcast, which basically it obviously didn't have video, but it went through the entire broadcast. You could pick up on like the the voiceovers, like the Bosats and like all of those. And another really great one that is just like the Daily um, is the News Du Jour podcast by LBO's very own Annie. Um, she also has her media conglomerate. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Um, Sugar Free Media, which is really, really um, just great and inspirational. And she provides such inspiration to us. So if you are interested in sort of no nonsense news podcasts, both of those are really great options. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just while we're talking about news, um, this Skim has a really good daily newsletter that comes to your email. So if you like to read news in short, no-nonsense sections so you can just catch up and know what's going on, that's also a great option. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, there's another one. I think it's called The Brew. Oh, yeah. The Daily Brew, Something maybe? like that. And I started subscribing to that in college, and it's so good because that also includes, like, financial news and stocks, which is, like, a foreign language to me. Same here. Like, definitely different language. Did not know anything about, like, financial um stocks anything business related that kind of news until I was like in college and then I was like oh journalism isn't just talking about like what's going on with politics and celebrities oh yeah <laughs> so those um different options really break down each category um and I think you can just skip the ones you're not interested in mm-hmm. you know and I think- which honestly is what I do now but when I was in college I read them all because had to had to All right, well, let's move on to our next category. Yeah, our next topic is our favorite newsworthy moment of 2020. There were a lot of them, so we're going to sort of pick one of our favorites, I think, I guess is a good way to put it. My favorite newsworthy event of 2020 was the election of Vice President Kamala Harris. Um, I personally just... This meant a lot to me just because of all the young girls that are now going to grow up with her in their history books and her on their televisions and young girls of color and just young women in general. Seeing a woman in the office just is so meaningful. Um, In the past, we could always look at like girls can do anything, but it really is only just a phrase until you have it in front of your eyes actually happening as a historical event. So I think that just like meant so much to me. Um, Yeah, it just was very, very exciting. And I mean, I'm not a mom, but I'm sure a lot of moms out there with daughters were probably really just feeling it that day because that is just so meaningful. Mm -hmm. It was such a huge moment for representation. I remember clearly where I was. I knew the day that Biden was going to announce his VP pick, like before the election. Um, And I was sitting at my desk at work and I obviously like couldn't freak out vocally. (laughs) So I was like, like constantly refreshing my phone. And then when it happened, I like mass texted everyone. And I was like, this is amazing. And then social media that day, it was such a wholesome day because so many people were talking about what it meant for representation and what it meant for women and just the future of politics, because something kind of related to one of our past guests, the founders of She's the First, I really learned through that organization, the actual statistical difference that having women in high positions of government and high decision-making positions, what that does for a country and what that does for a society. So it was just like 
all of this goodness just out there. And yeah, that was a huge narrative on election night. Not really night. It was that Saturday. I think that was definitely um, one of my favorites too. Um, to be, to try to find a different moment. Um, I think I also, it wasn't one event, but I think um, watching the action that came out of the Black Lives Matter protests was incredible, um, long overdue. But I think the way progress sort of spread through a bunch of different industries was really great to see and hopefully just the start of what's to come. Um, And so that was definitely something right in the middle of quarantine 2020 era that sort of was like this is a good thing that our country is going to be moving towards hopefully more and more um so definitely made me hopeful for the future yeah I agree 100% also um just circuit circling back a little bit to Kamala I also Mm -hmm. wanted to um point out that at um Joe Biden's acceptance I guess celebration they gave her like a full like I don't know speech time to talk and that is just that never happens usually Mm -hmm. the vice president talks for like a minute (laughs) about like nonsense just introducing who the new um presidential elect is going to be and just that um decision i was very meaningful to me that they did that and they knew like this is this is meaningful as much as like good for joe biden like that's that's really great and very meaningful for him. This is even more like meaningful for young women and young people of color. And the fact that they recognize that really just meant a lot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I feel like they coincide a lot, like Black Lives Matter and the election like coincide a lot. Mm-hmm. Because I think the election was a success in large part to organizers of color in the South. and Absolutely. We're going to have a whole episode on this. If you are one of our political junkies that is listening along that knows us, we will, um, we're planning on a special inauguration adjacent political ac- episode where we'll dive into a lot of this more. Total key change. <laughs> 100%. Molly, what was your favorite hobby or skill that you picked up in quarantine? Okay, well, this is unexpected (laughs) from me, Um, but Fortnite, (laughs) probably before quarantine, honestly, maybe in in 2019, I started playing Fortnite very just irregularly. Um, They have had an app so you could play on your phone and would just play it once in a while with Adam and with a few of our other friends. And then once we were in quarantine, it was like a daily three hour just going like playing Fortnite. It would, my sister would wake up and come and sit on the floor in me and Adam's room and just we would play Fortnite for like two hours and we'd get breakfast and then go back to playing Fortnite. And <laughs> it was like we had to take breaks from Fortnite when really Fortnite should be like your break. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bad habit that I kicked for a little, but then got back into it in the last um, few weeks. So, yeah, I mean, definitely a very fun hobby, I would say. Not a good use of time. But I feel like the term, like, good use of time is so irrelevant in 2020 because what is a good use of time? I remember in college not wanting to read a book for pleasure because I was like, oh, I could be studying. And it's like reading is still productive, like still exercising your brain. But I I was that person and it's definitely very unhealthy. But now playing Fortnite, I'm like, wow, I could be reading a book. Yeah. (laughs) 
I feel like I read so many books in 2020. There's so many. Um, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I have so many that I'm sending Molly. Um, like, it's not one of our categories, but Jasmine Guillory is an author that I found in 2020, and she wrote um, a series of books. I think there's about five and they're all like romantic comedy-esque which if you know me those are like my bread and butter books it's just a good way to like turn my brain off and I burned through the first three in um about a month so if you're looking for a new author that's sort of fun go check out your local bookstore if you get like the mass market ones it's like eight bucks at your local bookstore so definitely worth it um my favorite hobby or skill though (laughs) I think, okay, I finally mastered that whipped coffee thing that went viral back in, like, March. And I did it where I added Nutella into it and cinnamon sugar. And it was so good. I don't drink coffee, so I can't see myself trying it, but... It tastes very much like coffee, so I don't think you'd like it. Yeah, probably not. So, Molly, what was your favorite account that you followed on Instagram? I know we've talked a lot about activism and things like that. So we've had some favorites. I want to know what yours is. My favorite accounts um, I followed were probably, I mean, I was really trying to be very intentional, um, especially in like june time about following more activism accounts um accounts that were spreading um information and news and being less on the side of instagram that is just like oh cute bag and (laughs) cute shoes and as much as i love that side was just trying to um broaden who i was following so some of the few that i started following which i'm sure many of you have also heard about is the account so you want to talk about I know Mm -hmm. there has been minor controversy with this account. I actually didn't see that. Yeah, I think there was like minor controversy a few months ago, but I do think that the creator of the account does provide very accurate information and sort of tries to make it as simple as possible and as broken down as possible. But it's hard, it's hard to like, because it's not like they're in controversy because they did anything. It's like they're in controversy because people don't say that think that they don't like fully go into every piece of information but it I don't know how to phrase that because I think that's what I like about it is that it's like this is the point this is like what's going on like if you want to do more research do it but if not like you know I think that's a good point because I follow them as well and I like how they break down issues but I think that was a huge discussion back in June and July that you should not be getting all of your information from Instagram or social media it's a good place to start. These infographics are a good place to start, but you should be doing research on your own. We all should be doing research on our own. And it shouldn't be on one account or one person to teach us everything about every social justice, political, economic issue ever, because that is so unsustainable and so unhealthy for one person who's running an account. So I I think I agree because it's a good sort of high level view. And then you can go into it more if you want. But I think even that high level view, some people aren't aware of. And so it's good to share that information. I definitely agree. And I think you're right like that's too much to put on like one person Mm -hmm. then the second account that I really love is the female activists again I feel like they just share really meaningful posts um short sweet concise um and I really like that sharing other people different people's perspectives not just like one um I really like that and it's just kind of like they post often and consistently so whenever I'm just scrolling through my feed being able to see that like (laughs) reminder is really nice um then i really love blessed be the brains um Mm -hmm. they share really awesome tweets that's pretty much it it's people's tweets and it's just resharing of people's tweets but they're 
the kind of tweets that kind of like make you like, yes, like we did that. And Mm -hmm. then I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but Paige, L-A-Y-L-E on TikTok is one of my favorite TikTok accounts to follow. Um, She is diagnosed with autism and Mm -hmm. has ADHD and she really like breaks down what autism in a girl can, how it can look different than from um, a male. And I think that's just very interesting um and also like adhd can be totally different from male to female and a lot of research is done only in males so she's really bringing to light how it can look very different in a female and i think that's really meaningful for people on tiktok that follow her learning about that maybe discovering that maybe they should have gotten an autism diagnosis she just posted a tiktok like within the last 24 hours that saying how people keeps commenting about how they relate so much to her, what she's talking about and how they maybe have ADHD and how, oh, like I have ADHD and I relate so much to you. Um, and she kind of was like, you also maybe ha- have autism, like maybe. And like, it's not a scary thing or like a negative word, but doctors sort of dance around it and will diagnose ADHD before they do autism, even though they're two different things. And yeah, so I just thought, Today, I was like, wow, I like never thought of that. And I think that could be really meaningful for, I, sorry, I just went on a whole tangent, but for like a young woman who's like, maybe I should bring this up to my doctor mm-hmm. because it could be what I'm going through. Yeah, I think that's such an important conversation, at least that I've seen more of too in 2020, was talking about how autism and ADD and ADHD present differently in women as opposed to men. So mm-hmm. I think that's totally spot on. I love that. I need to go follow her. Yeah, I mean, and it's the same thing with so many things. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, depression presents differently. I think mine, I have a lot. I followed a lot of new accounts in 2020 and followed a lot, too, I think I've mentioned before. <laughs> but um, I have three as well. Um, or th- three, I think you had four, yeah. Um, so I have three that I wanted to highlight today. The first one is The Fake Pan. It's um, an artist account whose name is Pan Cook. Um, they're based in Ireland and they're a cartoonist and an activist and I first started following them back in the summer because their graphics really blew up around the Black Lives Matter movement and they distilled stories of police violence and police brutality and wrongful deaths into like short not infographics but it was illustrated pieces of information about their stories which I thought was a new way to break into this conversation and it also humanizes because I think especially over the summer you heard all of these names and heard all of these stories, but it's sort of easy to lose that humanizing aspect that these are actually people's lives that we're talking about. I think it was a good representation that these are people's stories. They actually lived these lives and lived through these terrible um, days and events. So I really, um, it's always a good reminder because sometimes it's current events and sometimes it's cases from years ago and things that you might not know about. So I've learned a lot from that account. I also started following Brittany Packnett Cunningham, which I'm sure a lot of people have. Her handle is Miss Pacchietti and just such a great resource. Um, I'll just leave it at that because I could talk about her account forever. And then also another one that I found really interesting was the 15% pledge, which I also followed over the summer. And it was a movement to 
have brands pledged to have 15% of their shelf space dedicated to Black-owned businesses. And they've made a lot of leaps. So that sort of ties back into what I was saying about newsworthy events. I think that was a great thing because brands did step up and be like, we haven't done the work and we're going to do the work going forward. So that was sort of a good positive thing that there's concrete action going forward. I realize as we're recording, I'm doing lots of like Alexis Rose hand gestures. <laughs> oh, I talk with my hands too. I feel like we're both hand talkers. Are you Italian? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why we're, we're Italian. This is what we, we do. With our hands. So um, yeah. if you hear lots of like air noise while you're listening to the podcast, it's us talking with our hands. It's us. Or if you hear us like hit the microphone, oh, yeah. that's why. I've done that in interviews. It's kind of fun. Um, kind of fun or kind of stressful? Kind of stressful as heck. I like <laughs> just I'm like, oh, that's so unprofessional, but it's fine. I talk with my hands. That's my deal. All right. So, Sarah, what was your favorite small business purchase? So mine's easy. Um, that's, that's a really easy question for me because towards the beginning of the year, when Molly and I decided on a date to launch our website back in April, we wanted to get matching sweatshirts from this brand called The Fem-M. It's like The Fem Empire by someone that we both follow, Kristen Boosk, um, which is actually going out of business now because she's transitioning to another small business. So go follow her. Her handle is K-V-O-U-S-Q and all of her brands are attached to that but my favorite purchase was this sweatshirt that says building my empire if you follow me on instagram you've seen it ten thousand times um but molly and i got matching ones we did little photo shoots um for when we announced and i wear it whenever we do big podcast or website things and meetings and sometimes when i need a burst of energy that it's like yes this is all um connected to me building my empire so it's something that makes me feel all good inside and i also got a, a t-shirt from her that says making money moves and I love it because that is hopefully what I'm doing soon. <laughs> one of my other favorite purchases was for my birthday back in May. Um, one of my best friends Lizzie got me earrings that were made from a small business in Vermont and sent them to me which was just very very special. So I love those. I wear them all the time. Um, so those are my top two. What about you? Um, so my favorite is also a sweatshirt. Um, my sweatshirt is, it's green. I was going to wear it and then completely forgot about this question, but it's mm -hmm. just a green sweatshirt that says BRB manifesting on it. And it was purchased from my um, sorority sister and friend Sahara um, on her Etsy shop, Simply Sahara Co. Sahara is spelled S-A-H-A-R-A. Um, and it's simply Sahara Co. Um, she also has a lot of Harry Potter stickers. Not Harry Potter. Harry Styles <laughs> stickers. We were talking about Harry Potter. It just rolled off the tongue. A lot of Harry Styles stickers. So if you're a Harry Styles fan, um, check her out. But it's just so cute. And I love green. And I love manifesting. And I saw it. And I was like, I need to have it. And I think I was like one of the first like few people to purchase it. I was like up her like Instagram DMs like every day being like, oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> And I then, it. like, it came in the mail, and, yeah, I've worn it, like, every day since. I love that. It's definitely so cute. I want to go buy one once my direct deposit hits. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's so cozy, and it's, like, a little different than Kristen's, where it's not as warm. You know what I mean? It's, it's like more, a, like, comfort color style. Yeah, yeah. I think it is comfort colors, honestly. Gotta love that. Yeah, so it's <laughs> If you're just, in a sorority or a fraternity, you, you know. You know what we're talking about. <laughs> 
so then we why don't we pop into our favorite candle i love um, this question yeah i think we're both major candle girls so yes. had to throw this on here mm-hmm. um i guess i'll start my favorite um candles because i found a company that i really really love and i have not found a scent from them yet that i don't like um mm-hmm. but sweet water decor they're soy candles I mean, all of their candles are soy. Soy one is better for the environment and also better for your animals. So definitely shop soy. Um, but they're all their soy candles are just so great. Um, one of my favorites is leaves. Leaves smells really good. It doesn't smell like leaves, but it smells <laughs> like fall. <laughs> um, and they just have a lot of really, really good scents. They have ones with like sayings on them. So if you wanted to get it as a gift, um, you can have ones that say like congrats or like happy graduation or like just engaged. They have all sorts of sayings. So that's really fun. But I yeah. just love their candles. <laughs> I feel like I'm a traditionalist. I love Yankee candles. It's just like... A good Yankee candles like my jam. Um, I feel like my between Gabby and I, we're gonna like a burn our apartment down. If you're from my building, no, we're not. But we have candles going twenty four seven, and I found this one. It was like on sale or something one time, and I randomly bought it. And it's called Warm Luke's Cashmere. So good. I don't even know how to describe the scent, but it's like this really pretty blue candle too. And it just smells so warm and inviting. And I burn it all day in my room because it's like my room slash office in my apartment. Um, And it's just like so warm and cozy. And so I got um, one, I got an identical one for my mom. So when I'm not home, she can burn it and think of me. And then I also love the Chesapeake Bay candles, which I think are also sold at Yankee Candle. But they have like different sort of like energies or things like that. I have one that's called Love and Passion and it's grapefruit mango and it's just it's very like bright and lovely and sort of invites all of that energy into your space. What was your favorite self-care habit that you picked up in 2020? Um, my favorite self-care habit would have to be, I started using this brand when I was probably right at the beginning of quarantine. Um, it's Curology. I'm sur- sure everyone has heard of it. Um, it's all over any YouTube ad, everything. Just Yeah, I'm sure you've heard of it, but I actually really, really like it. I was very skeptical at first, but just the simplicity of their cleanser and then the serum that's like made for you and the moisturizer, I've really loved because I feel like before that, my skincare, I was always like, I don't know, like what I'm supposed to use or like what goes well together. And a lot of products are, they're going to clash and create more damage by wearing them together, wearing, using them together. Um, So I really like that about it that I knew these are made for each other. So I loved that. Make sure you're wearing an SPF. That's the other thing. <laughs> I yes. used to never wear sunscreen before 2020. And now I do every single day. And I swear by it. And you should too. And you will see the benefits when you're in your 50s. I'm telling you. I feel like 2020 for me was an interesting self-care year. Because I really got to sort of what felt good for me. Rather than... Um things that I had seen online that worked for people. Like I mentioned before that I started really getting into yoga in 2020. And I think doing that and really changing my mindset around like how I was doing yoga and why, um, and really just getting in tune with my body was such a great self-care moment for me because there were times like when I would be doing yoga and like when you do anything exercising, your body like moves in weird ways and like in weird shapes. And I would be so quick to like criticize my body for that and be like, oh, that's so weird. But it 
helped me get into the habit of anytime I would do a pose that my body would do something that I like didn't totally like, be like, I'd take that moment and say thank you to my body and say thank you to that part of my body for being like, thank you for carrying me through this pose and through this workout and all of that. Um, and I think doing yoga has really connected me to my body and sort of my inner chakras or whatever you want to call it. Um, like sort of like what makes me me and sort of really centers me really well. Yeah, I love that. I feel like that is such a good um, self-care habit. So speaking of like connecting with self in our environment, did you buy something or like redecorate? Because I feel like we spent so much time inside um, last year. Hopefully people were spending lots of time inside. <laughs> um, did you have like a favorite decor piece that you bought or did or redecorated? Yes, with? I of course did. Um, yeah, I spent a lot of time <laughs> inside uh, as everyone should have. Um, but yeah, I really fell in love with plants. I feel like the whole internet like went ham on plants like right at the beginning of quarantine I feel like so many of the things we're talking about today are things that we started at the beginning of quarantine and just have carried with us through the whole year and mm-hmm. probably are going to carry with us for a long time um, but plants and throw blankets are by far the decor piece of 2020 just having like you know plants not a person but it's feels like companionship <laughs> Yeah. And it's something to take care of. I know when Gabby and I moved into our apartment, we did like a god awful Ikea run. Like, I (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. Like, there was so much stuff. My car was full. Um, But we went crazy on succulents. Like, we have them everywhere in the apartment. And it's just such a cute little green addition. Mm -hmm. Um, And it sort of brings the outside in, which I think is what why a lot of people got very into plants right at the beginning because you know we were staying inside and we weren't supposed to leave our homes unless it was to like go to the grocery store and I just feel like having a plant inside being able to just like have a little bit of out the outside in was what people were really reaching Mm -hmm. for and at least I was reaching for um when I bought all my plants (laughs) yeah I feel like mine because my 2020 was weird I moved back home and then I went back to my DC apartment in May to move out so then I finally had all of my decor stuff and then I moved to DC in August so I've been in this like sort of transitional state all year but so it took me a while to really settle in and get some good pieces but I finally started decorating my room in DC now and I got these really great wall hangings and it's just so simple like I did them at CVS I think everything cost me like 50 bucks total Um, but I totally redid it and I I got these two images from Paris because I love Paris if you know me I love that city and so I um, framed a picture that I took right down this like little street near the Eiffel Tower it was a picture of the Eiffel Tower so every morning when I wake up I see the Eiffel Tower and I get transported back to this really like magical place and um, a place that sort of gives me peace and so it's a nice little thing to wake up to every morning. Yeah, if anyone doesn't know, Sarah is trying to leave the United States to move to Paris every single day. (laughs) Every day she is trying to leave, and I have to tell her that I'm not going to wake up in the middle of the night to record the podcast. (laughs) But I will. If she wants to move to Paris, she's going to be the one waking up. (laughs) Yep. No, I'm totally okay with that. I... I'm yep I'm moving bye see ya oh gosh I have to come visit you in DC before you can move okay okay can you at least promise me that maybe (laughs) 
wow, the this death is song that Molly is giving me right now. And this is our <laughs> last episode. <laughs> no, I... Kidding, kidding. I just want to go back, and I think right now I don't have any physical ties. Like, obviously, I have you, I have this business, I have my family, I have my friends, but it's like, as we mentioned... I don't have any physical yeah. ties, lists all okay, the physical but, like, ties. I, I can FaceTime all of those people. It's not like I have a house that I own or, like like a family of my own or like even a partner I have no ties like that I have no responsibility to another person so why wouldn't I go like once it's safe and things like that and once I have a good setup there and things like that why wouldn't I have yeah I think once it's like mm-hmm. safe and you can go and actually be able to um experience living in Paris um would be a good time yeah, not now but <laughs> And I would support it at some point. Yeah. It's just, I... As long as I could come visit. Oh, my God. Of course. I need to get an apartment that can fit other people. Because <laughs> right now my yeah. price range is <laughs> very small. But it's so quaint and cute. That's... I'm putting that on my vision board. I'm retroactively adding an item to my vision board because that's going to happen. Anyways, I could talk... Yeah. I will talk about Paris <laughs> unless people stop me for five hours. Okay. Well, so. <laughs> I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> um... Okay, yeah, so we just talked about decor pieces. Um, a lot of them are sort of like like plants, for example, were sort of trendy. Mm-hmm. What was maybe your favorite, like, trend in 2020? I got back into bike shorts so hard. and You and, like, the rest of the world. Yes. I, so I think bike shorts became popular, like a fashion trend again, in either 2018 or 2019. Yeah. And I hated them. I was like, that is not fashion wear like that. I don't understand why that's back. And then I forget what it was. And then I just decided to buy them. And I loved them. I love them for yoga. That is one of my favorite things to wear them for. And then like pair them with a good like old concert tee. It's just, it sparks joy. (laughs) Yeah. I think that look is so cute. Mm -hmm. I have tried it. I don't like it for myself something about I just don't think bike shorts are comfortable Mm -hmm. I don't know why but I think it's so cute for sure yeah I think that's it too but I think it's so cute Mm -hmm. and I can totally just like picture you like rocking it like going grocery shopping like in your like cute old concert tee bike shorts and a face mask like yes oh my gosh that makes me excited once DC is normal again yikes going grocery shopping in a cute fit why is that so 2021 and 2020 that you're looking forward to going to the grocery store going grocery shopping (laughs) yeah I mean I mean it's fun you get like good food then you get excited to go home and eat good food I mean I like going to the grocery store because I love the after part of like getting to go home and have like the best meal ever for dinner oh my gosh because I just got everything I needed you know so good oh love it but I I felt that way since before quarantine too I loved it in college when I could do anything else but go to the grocery yeah. store. But I, I wanted to go to the grocery like store. Like a good Trader Joe's run. I always oh, get yeah. flowers when I go to Trader Joe's. It's like my thing. I always have to get myself flowers. I think I started That's that. so nice to yourself. Yeah, I started that in like 2019 that. or 2020. But I buy flowers for myself all the time. Because, well, one, I don't have someone else to do it. So why not? <laughs> doesn't buy me flowers so like don't consider that that's not it's even when you have a boyfriend it's not gonna happen oh it's going to happen okay well (laughs) i'm going to find the rare person that will buy me flowers it's gonna happen okay you know for future reference if this ever comes up again (laughs) i thought this is a way back story but when 
me and Adam had first started dating and I was living in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, I really thought he was going to get me. I had his like location and he had was coming to visit me for I think our like one man- month anniversary or something like super just like random and early. But like, you know, puppy love cute. Mm-hmm. And I had his location and I checked it and I really thought he was getting me flowers. And then he shows up. <laughs> With a like two foot long baguette from Panera, <laughs> he went to Panera and bought like their like long oh French bread, like uh, their long thing of French bread or something. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Honestly, like, if a man showed up and brought me bread, I would be okay with that. I would be very like, okay. I with was that. honestly, I didn't know what to think. I was like. I thought you were bringing flowers, but you brought me bread. Like, how could I be mad? <laughs> yeah, that's so good. It's just, so either get your girl bread or flowers, you know? Yeah. That's it. That's the thing. I, like, we talked about this with our love languages. Because, like, for me, if someone, like, well, not during COVID, I would, like, <laughs> kick you down the hall. But, like, if someone just showed up and, like, just, like, went out of their way to come see me, that would, like, make my day. Those are, like, my favorite kinds of things. But flowers are always nice. That would freak me out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like now that I've bought myself flowers so many times, I don't know if it's, like, as special as someone else buys them for me. It kind of is, but it's, like, it's something I do for myself. So, like, I don't, I don't need someone to do that for me. <laughs> I think it would depend. Because I think you say that now, but I think if someone, like, brought bought you flowers and was, like, I saw, like, you always have, like, flowers on your like table or something like I wanted to get you some you know like that would be very meaningful you know it actually would because I'm tearing up at the thought right? like I'm also tearing up at the thought of having someone who would do that <laughs> you know but I think that would be like very meaningful if they noticed something about like mm-hmm. your life and then we're like I wanted to sort of contribute to that you know that's so sweet wow I wonder if there's actually anyone out there like that um (laughs) we're asking a lot of men here not likely yeah get us flowers (laughs) bare minimum anyways that's an episode for another time um what was your favorite trend of 2020 oh definitely um like matching cozy sets like pajama sets or just like sweat sets I started the year wearing an oversized like sorority t-shirt and shorts to bed and now I wear very just like matchy matchy cute pajamas to bed every night and all day long and I'm shocked I'm not in one right now because it's all everywhere oh I love that it's just like I feel like cozy wear became such a thing and so normalized yeah and even for like going to like get groceries and stuff like I've noticed so many just people like out and about with like their like necklaces and like earrings yep. in like a cozy set and it's like going to get groceries or like going out on a walk it's or, the only place you, you know? can show your outfit off anymore you have to like fully stunt on yeah. everyone in the grocery, the grocery, grocery store. store yeah <laughs> um, yeah for real so yeah personally that was just an achievement of mine you know getting all of my um pajamas to be cute (laughs) and just my daily um wear that is cute but also cozy um sort of moving on from that what is like a different personal achievement that you had I love this because okay 2020 was awful in a lot of ways but it's also the year that I graduated from college and that was so exciting and a big part of that was I got to speak at a virtual graduation that I think I've mentioned before that um her campus held and it was 
such a big moment because I got to speak alongside some huge role models of mine. Like Rashida Jones. The Jonas Brothers. Oh, yeah, the Jonas Brothers, like, showed up. So I spoke at this Like, meeting. literally the Jonas Brothers. Um, I, yeah, I have a video of me running around screaming. But I, I think I, like, spoke between one of the journalists that broke the Harvey Weinstein story in the New York Times and the founder of Bumble. <laughs> Those were who I spoke between. And that was just such a huge moment for me to be part of this inspiring event and something that made graduation feel really special um, when um, my own school didn't do such a great job of that. Um, Love you, GW, but not exactly the virtual commencement. But this was such a great event. And I also was able to share a story of a personal friend and spread her message to this wide audience, which was just so incredible and powerful. Um, So that and obviously launching a little bit of what about you? Yes, I mean, I echo you 100% a little bit of that was definitely um, my greatest accomplishment of 2020. It happened so early that when I was like sitting down and answering these and prepping for the podcast, I was like, that doesn't feel like it was in 2020. Like five but years it, we ago. Were, we were in quarantine, like we were fully in quarantine. So definitely was in 2020 and I'm so so proud of us for um accomplishing that and then also personally I have been trying very very hard to save as much money as I possibly can to hopefully eventually buy a condo um to move out and move out of my parents house into so just every penny I put in there is my greatest accomplishment and every penny I don't spend on useless things is you know I feel like that's such a huge achievement because 2020 it was so easy to online shop it still is now oh yeah and the fact that you were able to save during that year is such a huge deal it was tough I had to be very tough on myself and I'm going to be very happy eventually when I get to move out but one day at a time (laughs) and hopefully Next year, if we do this episode again, I'll be saying my biggest achievement was buying a house or a condo. Yes. A condo. I want to move into a condo because I want to have a pool that I don't have to maintain myself. I love that. <laughs> That's the dream. The, it's the little things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you taking any beauty products to that new house? <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so like I said, we uh, Curology, the best ever. Um, and then I really... Oh, I already talked about both of these, Curology and SPF. Okay. Um, but the SPF that I love and fell in love with is Elf's Glow Radiant Moisturizer. Um, yeah, it's just like a moisturizer and it ha- doesn't leave any sort of, I know a lot of SPFs like leave like a white cast. It doesn't do that. It actually has like something that makes your face like a little shimmery a little sort of like a little bit a little shimmer nothing like nothing like too much because i know sometimes those like products can be too much but i love that and those are the two that i have used every day whether i wear makeup or not so i feel like i need to take a closer look at my skincare because I feel like I'm so busy running around places. I'm like, oh, that's something I don't need to take care of. But I love being on skincare. Zoom 24-7, yeah, it's so important, too, because now that I have so many calls for work where my face actually has to be on camera, <laughs> I'm noticing it a lot more. Um, I literally love I've, skincare, and I will help you get a skincare routine. Thank you. I need it. <laughs> I really focus on, like, certain areas of my face. Um, my under eye circles have always been a... Uh, it's sore point for me just because I sleep so little and um, I'm in front of a s- screen 24-7, whether it was college or whether it's work. Um, and I think I found this product a couple years ago, but I used it so much last year, but it was Dr. Brandt's Needles No More Under Eye Cream. And it's like, 
it has an orange tint to it so it really cancels out um, your dark circles and just like tightens everything up and like I notice a difference when I'm on camera I'm like wow I actually look like I got sleep last night <laughs> even when I didn't um, so that's something that I used a lot last year and that I'm <laughs> 2021 prediction I will be using that a lot more <laughs> this year yeah and Dr. Brandt is such a good brand I used such to use their I think it was like a lotion or something on my arms because I live in a very dry climate throughout the um, winter time. Connecticut just gets very, very dry. So my skin also gets very dry and they had such a good, it came in like a little tube and it was so good, worked miracles. And I remember loving it. So speaking of things that we're going to be using a lot more in 2021, let's do like a little rapid fire round a minute each, whether it's beauty, personal, political, whatever it is, things that we're either we think are going to happen in 2021, we're looking forward to happening in 2021, what we're going to read, what we're going to see. Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) Why don't you start? Okay. I'm starting the timer on me because otherwise I'll ramble. Um, So 2021, obviously I talked about this a little before, but I think politically like I'm very excited living in DC to see once the dust settles the positivity in the city because I don't know how to describe it but for the past four years it's been a really weird place to live um and I've been excited by the diversity in Joe Biden's cabinet and just all of the things that could come with that administration and going forward um I think personally, I am excited to settle a little bit more. That's a big thing I talk about um, with people is I'm ready to sort of settle down, get into my work, really get into a routine. Um, I'm going to obviously read a lot more. I will like post all the books I love reading. I'm going to listen to a lot more Taylor Swift, a lot (laughs) more Abigail Barlow, who's a TikTok artist I found. And yeah, spend a lot more time focusing on me and doing a lot more yoga um, and really connecting with myself because there's a lot to get sort of down about but um yeah and I'm also looking forward to Bridgerton season two I don't know when that's coming but I'm excited for it (laughs) um yeah so to sort of echo the books thing I am very excited that this year I will be reading all the Harry Potter books from front to back them. I haven't read them before, but so far, so good. I already read the first one, and we're on to the second, and I'm just really excited to actually read them instead of just being such a movie junkie for the movies. Um, then also, super excited, you were talking about DC. I will visit DC in 2021. I will. Like, yes. I will walk there if I have to. I'm so um, ready. So, yeah, I'm just very excited to go to DC. When I, when I was growing up, I absolutely loved D- DC. Um, I actually went on a um, spring break trip to DC, um, but not really spring break, just sort of like there. And yeah, anyway, I just love DC and super excited to go back. Sorry, Sarah's like telling me to hurry <laughs> up. Um, also, and also like getting into more of a routine. We talked, I talked a lot about this when we were talking about our um, vision boarding for 2021 and sort of like Sarah said, settling, getting into a routine, like not putting too much pressure on myself to start anything new. Um, also not putting any pressure on me and Sarah to launch anything new <laughs> we aren't doing anything new in 2021 actually well maybe, maybe not <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe we are but like nothing <laughs> just you know i've said too much if, um, if we do too much just tell us to stop um we won't but <laughs> <laughs> but trying to like calm down and put not put too much pressure on myself definitely very exciting also adam graduating his master's program and finally becoming a math teacher super exciting stuff we have going on here 
one day we'll have him on the podcast so you can yes. see his cute face. But for now, he's still recovering from wisdom teeth surgery. Yeah, we, we might do something special in the future for all of our couple listeners and all of our single listeners. So. What? What? No. What? <laughs> we should. Yeah. yeah, so I'll wrap that up here because Sarah's going to kill me if I keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> so this was definitely a fun journey. I'm on The Bachelorette again. The journey, I'm on a the journey. journey counter, like, we need one. We need a journey yeah. jar because you say journey every four words. I really do. It's because I watch The Bachelor so much. I'm telling you, it's hardwired into me. But I watch The Bachelor a lot, too, and I don't say it. I honestly say it probably less because I watch The Bachelor. See, I'm, like, steeped in the reality dating shows. That you are. That I am. Well, it has been a good episode. <laughs> With That's you a good guys. word. <laughs> it's been good chatting with you guys for the last, I don't know how long. Long um, time. <laughs> and we will talk to you all soon next Monday with our next weekly episode. Thank you for tuning in for our first weekly episode. Can't wait to see what's next. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of A Little Bit Unfiltered, A Little Bit of Production. You can find us everywhere at ALBU Podcast. We hope we earned the privilege of your time and we'll see you back here. Same time next Monday.